I used to skate in a section middle of Prospect Park. It was a perfect section for a beginner skater, a little uphill for resistance buildup, and a small downhill for a freeing breeze, but not so much where I'd fear for my life. Then it'd snow. And while the streets would be wiped clear of slush, it wouldn't be clear black ice. Learned that the hard way. So I skated at a community park on a few basketball courts instead. The blacktops were smooth. I'd go around in circles, practicing lefts, rights, dodging the eight-year-old using his whole body to propel a ball from half court. Soon, the courts became too small for me to skate around, though. I grew bored of looking at empty courts, endlessly looping. I used to always venture to that same middle section of Prospect Park, and one day, I wandered to the southeast end with my board. I placed my board on the right side of the road, where the pedestrians were, strapped on my helmet, and headed west. The stretch started out relatively flat. I could cruise with a few thrusts of my leg. There would be an orderly array of trees to my right, providing shade for me as I embarked forward. About a third of the way into this route, there would be a peristyle on my left. I'd wonder why this structure existed. There would be white columns to entrances of the park. Bowhouse has a similar architecture too. There was just a, sp- a spattering of these columns all over. This peristyle in particular always had some party happening. Usually a wedding reception. Sometimes I'd hear an MC cracking jokes, probably making fun of the groom. <laughs> Other times I'd hear the dancey of some dance music and an enclave of foot stomps. It was peculiar to me to have wedding celebrations in such a public setting in this random piece of Brooklyn. Everyone seemed to be loud in their fun, though. My brain would get sidetracked as I kept pushing. There was this series of potholes out of void. It wasn't a deep one where I'd definitely eat shit if I tried to skate over it. It was more a series of bumps and dips that made my ride a bit unsteady. I knew if I wasn't paying attention to my speed and the passerbys around me, I'd eat shit then. Further ahead, I began turning the corner and meeting a divergence in the road. One path would lead to an exit on the other side of the park. Another would lead me up the west side. That turned caves into the earth. When there were heavy rains, the water would collect there with an onslaught of fallen leaves and mud. I'd continue paving my way up north and it was all uphill. If I stopped kicking, there would be no blissful cruising. I'd just be fighting gravity. If I looked to my right now, there was a clearing of the trees and I could see the lake in the center. Calm, undisturbed, lined with visitors, locals, families on the perimeter benches and sidewalks having barbecues, playing soccer, having a picnic. I'd reach another impasse at the end of the road where there'd be a water refill station and a steep hill where I could see cyclists zooming down in the opposite direction. This signaled my halfway point. I'd swing my board around and relish in the downhill that I so fought to climb up just moments earlier. I could drift so effortlessly for enough time to recall a conversation at work or the last passage of a book I was reading. I'd make the turn that dipped into the ground, 
And sometimes when I turn, I race the nearest bicycle that would not be moving in the same direction as me. They wouldn't know, of course. It was all in my head. But I'd be so fixated on proving my wheels were faster that I'd steam past the trees, the couple reading on the grass, the party happening at the peristyle, and eventually, I'd be right back at the entrance I started skating at. There would be days I'd make one or two of these laps. These were days I just wanted to move, enjoy the sun, marvel at the changing seasons around me, feel the gentleness in the air. Sometimes we take a break at the refill station, meander down to the lake to the second to last bench, and pull out a book. If I grew tired of reading, I'd stare out into the stillness of the water, mind blank. Other days, I'd push for three, four, maybe even five of these laps. For the record, each lap was about a mile and a half. Contrary to what might seem obvious, it's not your kicking leg that gets tired after a while. It's your balancing leg. It's holding all the weight of your body, stabilizing it so it doesn't keel over as your other leg works to gain momentum. So when I pressed onto lap four, lap five, I was really pressing. I'd nearly stop for water breaks, or maybe to catch my breath. There would be no pause to admire the nature around me, no stop to be with the surrounding strangers. I'd just skate and skate and skate. Skate until the fog in my head dispels, until the pit in my stomach feels less lonely, until the numbness in my chest flows into tears. I'd skate until my board starts swaying instead of going a straight line because my body's about to give out. Until my legs are throbbing and I can no longer walk, but only wobble back home. <laughs>